0: Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, right here in Little Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just next to the English Channel, where we've set up a BBT enclave, a little hideaway, where we're working on uh, recording Śrīla Prabhupāda's books for uh BBT audiobooks. We've sent the Chaitanya Charitarmita, the whole thing. Ari Lila, Madhya Lila, and Antyalila, full complete with uh, all the purports to the uh, to be mastered. So hopefully it won't be long before that will be uh, published and we are to contribute to the distribution of Srila Prabhupada's Books in ways that hasn't been done before, in the form of audiobooks. We talked to Brahma Mohorta the other day in a meeting, and his idea is in the book, uh, they will offer not only the printed book, but uh, the ebook and the audiobook uh, with a link to, to download it. And that way, hopefully we will distribute hundreds and thousands and millions of audiobooks to the people in the spirit of the Prabhupada Marathon. Mm-hmm. We hope you are all uh, in the mood of the Prabhupada Marathon and doing what you can to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books. Um, and we hope that you're all healthy and uh, and happy in all respects. Hare Krishna. Alright. Srimad Bhagavata Mihima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatana Goswami, the most beautiful glorification of Srimad Bhagavatam I've ever read, anyway. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Sarva Lokaika Drikprida. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds sarva-bhagavata-prana srimad-bhagavata-prabho kalidvandoditaritya Shri krishna parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master srimad-bhagavata you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramanda, Paramananda, Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvadasa Vasevaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by mm-hmm. everyone. You are Śrī Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin mahadana Man mād-bārya mād-ananda My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadhu dayin, Atini kada, Mam O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om namo Bhagavate
1: Vasudevaya,
0: namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. <coughs> So we're reading the front matter to the Shrimad Bhagavatam before we begin the text itself and we're on the introduction uh, and in the middle of a a sketch of the life of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he embodied the teachings of the Srimad Bhagavatam and taught them Uh, we're beginning with the paragraph beginning the Lord visited many places, important places okay Hmm. The Lord visited many important places on the way to Puri. He's just uh, accepted the renounced order of life. And by, by by the request of His mother, He's on His way to Jagannath Puri. She wanted Him to make His headquarters there so she could get word about him at least. He visited the temple of Gopinathji who had stolen condensed milk for his devotee Srila Madhavendra Puri. Since then, deity Gopinathji is well known as Chira Gop- Chora Gopinath. The Lord relished this story with great pleasure. The propensity of stealing is there even in the Absolute Consciousness. But because this propensity is exhibited by the Absolute, it loses its perverted nature and thus becomes worshipable even by Lord Chaitanya on the basis of the Absolute consideration that the Lord and His stealing propensity are one and identical. This interesting story of Gopinathji is vividly dis- explained in the Chaitanya, Charita- tam- Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishna Kaviraj Goswami. After visiting the temple of chirachura Gopinath of Rimuna at Balasore in Orissa, the Lord proceeded towards Puri and on the way visited the temple of Gopal, who appeared as a witness in the matter of two brahmana devotees, family quarrel. The Lord heard the story of Gopal with great pleasure because He wanted to impress upon the atheists <clears throat> that the worshipable deities in the temples approved by the great acharyas, are not idols, as alleged by men with a poor fund of knowledge. The deity in the temple is the archa incarnation of the Personality of Godhead and thus the deity is identical with the Lord in all respects. He responds to the proportion of the devotee's affection for him. In the story of Shakshi Gopal, in which there was a family misunderstanding, by two devotees of the Lord. The Lord, in order to mitigate the turmoil as well as to show special favor to His servitors, traveled from Vrindavan to Vidyanagar, a village in Arissa, in the form of His Archa Incarnation. From there the deity was brought to Katak and thus this temple of Sakshi Gopal is even today visited by thousands of pilgrims on the way to Jagannath Puri. The Lord stayed overnight there and began to proceed toward Puri. On the way, His sannyas rod was broken by Nityananda Prabhu. The Lord became apparently angry with Him about this and went alone to Puri, leaving His companions behind. At Puri, when he entered the temple of Jagannath, he, be- he became at once saturated with transcendental ecstasy and fell down on the floor of the temple, unconscious. The custodians of the temple could not understand the transcendental feats of the Lord, but a great learned pandit named Sarvaboma Bhattacharya was present and he could understand that the Lord's losing his consciousness upon entering the Jagannath temple was not an ordinary thing. Sarvabhuma Bhattacharya, who was the chief appointed pundit in the court of the King of Arissa, Maharaj Prataparudra, was attracted by the youthful luster of Lord Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu and could understand that such a transcendental trance was only rarely exhibited and then Only by the topmost devotees, who were already on the transcendental plane in complete forgetfulness of material existence. Only a liberated soul could show such a transcendental feat, and the Vatacarya, who was vastly learned, could understand this in the light of the transcendental literature with which he was familiar. He therefore asked the custodians of the temple not to disturb the unknown sannyasi. He asked them to take the Lord to his home so he could be further further observed in his unconscious state. The Lord was at once carried to the home of Sarabhoma, Bhattacharya, who at that time had sufficient power of authority due to his being the Shabda Pandit or State Dean of Faculty in Sanskrit literatures. The learned pandit wanted to scrutinizingly test the transcendental feats of Lord Caitanya because often unscrupulous devotees imitate physical feats in order to flaunt transcendental achievements just to attract innocent people and take advantage of them. A learned scholar like the Bhattacharya can detect such impostors and when he finds them out, he at once rejects them. In the case of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Bhattacharya tested all the symptoms in the light of the Shastras. He tested as a scientist, not as a foolish sentimentalist. He observed the movement of the stomach, the beating of the heart and the breathing of his nostrils. He also felt the pulse of the Lord and saw that all his bodily activities were in complete suspension. When he put a small cotton swab before the nostrils, he found that there was a slight breathing as the fine fibers of the cotton moved slightly. Thus he came to know that the Lord's unconscious trance was genuine and he began to treat him in the prescribed fashion. But Lord Chaitanya Mahāprabhu could only be treated in a special way. He would respond only to the resounding of the holy names of the Lord by His devotees. Thus, special treatment, this special treatment was unknown to Sarvabhuma Bhattacharya because the Lord was still unknown to him. When the Bhattacharya saw him for the first time in the temple, he simply took him to be one of the many pilgrims. In the meantime, the companions of the Lord who reached the temple a little after Him heard of the Lord's transcendental feats and of His being carried away by the Bhattacharya. The pilgrims at the temple were still gossiping about the incident. But by chance, one of these pilgrims had met Gopinathacharya, who was known as Gadadhar Pandit and from him it was learned that the lord was lying in an unconscious state at the residence of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya who happened to be the brother-in-law of Gopinath Acharya all the members of the party were introduced by Gadadhar Pandit to Gopinath Acharya who then who took them all to the house of the Bhattacharya where the lord was lying unconscious in a spiritual trance. All the members then chanted loudly the holy name of the Lord, Hari, as usual, and the Lord regained His consciousness. After this, the Bhattacharya received all the members of the party, including Lord Nityananda Prabhu, and asked them to become His guests of honor. The party, including the Lord, went for a bath in the sea and the Bhattacharya arranged for their residence and meals at the house of Kashi Mishra. Gopinathacharya, his brother-in-law, also assisted. There were some friendly talks about the Lord's divinity between the two brothers-in-law and in this argument, Gopinathacharya, who knew the Lord before, now tried to establish the Lord as the personality of Godhead. And the Bhattacharya tried to, tried to establish him as one of the great devotees. Both of them argued from the angle of vision of authentic Shastras and not on the strength of sentimental vox populi. The incarnations of God are determined by authentic Shastras, not by popular votes of foolish fanatics. Because Lord Chaitanya was an incarnation of God, in fact, foolish fanatics have proclaimed so many so-called incarnations of God in this age without referring to authentic scriptures. But neither Sarvabhama Bhattacharya nor Gopinathacharya indulged in such foolish sentimentalism. On the contrary, both of them tried to establish or reject his divinity, on the strength of authentic shastras. Later it was disclosed that the Bhattacharya also came from the Navadvip area and it was understood from him that Nilambar Chakravarti, the maternal grandfather of Lord Chaitanya, happened to be a class fellow of the father of Sarvabhoma, Bhattacharya. In that sense, the young sannyasi, Lord Chaitanya, invoked paternal affection from the Bhattacharya. The Bhattacharya was the professor of many sannyasis in the order of the Shankaracharya, Sampradaya, and he himself also belonged to that cult. As such, the Bhattacharya desired that the young sannyasi, Lord Caitanya, also hear from him about the teachings of Vedanta. Those who are followers of the Shankara cult are generally known as Vedantists. This does not, however, mean that Vedanta is a monopoly study of the Shankara Sampradaya. Vedanta is studied by all the bona fide Sampradayas, but they have their own interpretations. But generally, only those in the Shankara Sampradaya are known as Vedantists. And people have no knowledge of the Vaishnava Vedanta. For this reason, the Bhaktivedanta title was first offered to the author by the Vaishnavas. The Lord agreed to take lessons from the Bhattacharya on the Vedanta, and they sat together in the temple of Lord Jagannath. The Bhattacharya went on speaking continuously, continually, for seven days, and the Lord heard him with all attention, and did not interrupt. The Lord's silence raised raised some doubts in the Bhattacharya's heart and He asked the Lord how it was that He did not ask anything or comment on His explanations of Vedānta. The Lord posed Himself before the Bhattacharya as a foolish student and pretended that He he heard the Vedānta from Him because the Bhattacharya felt that this was the duty of a sannyasi. But the Lord did not agree with his lectures. By this the Lord indicated that the so-called Vedantists amongst the Shankar Sampradaya or any other Sampradaya who who do not follow the instructions of Śrīla Vyāsadeva are mechanical students of the Vedanta. They are not fully aware of the great knowledge of that great knowledge the explanation of the Vedanta Sutra is given by the author himself in the text of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam one who has no knowledge of the Bhagavatam will hardly be able to know what the Vedanta says (coughs) The Bhattacharya, being a vastly learned man, could follow the Lord's sarcastic remarks on the popular Vedantist. He therefore asked him why he did not ask any about any point which he could not follow. The Bhattacharya could understand the purpose of the of his dead silence, for the days he heard him. This showed clearly that the Lord had something else. In his mind. This showed clearly that the Lord had something else in mind. Thus, the Bhattacharya requested him to disclose his mind. Upon this, the Lord spoke as follows: "My dear sir, I can understand the meaning of the sutras, like Janmad Yataha, Shastra Yonit Vat." and Atato, Brahmajigyasa of the Vedanta Sutra, but when you explain them in your own way, it becomes difficult for me to follow them. The purpose of the Shastras is already explained in them, but your explanations are covering them with something else. You do not purposely take the direct meaning of the Shastras, but indirectly you give your own interpretations. The Lord thus attacked all Vedantists who interpret the Vedanta Sutra fashionably according to their limited power of thinking to serve their own purpose. Such indirect interpretations of the authentic literatures like the the Vedanta Sutra are hereby condemned by the Lord. The Lord continued, Śrīla Vyāsadeva has summarized the direct meanings of the mantras in the Upanishads in the Vedanta Sutra Unfortunately, you do not take their direct meaning you indirectly interpret them in a different way The authority of the Vedas is unchallengeable and stands without any question of doubt and whatever is stated in the Vedas must be accepted completely Otherwise, one challenges the authority of the Vedas. The conch shell and cow dung are bone and stool of two living beings, but because they have been recommended by the Vedas as pure, people accept them as such because of the authority of the Vedas. The idea is that one cannot set his imperfect reason above the authority of the Vedas. The orders of the Vedas must be obeyed as they stand, without any mundane reasoning. The so-called followers of Vedic injunctions make their own interpretations of the Vedic injunctions and thus they establish different parties and sects of the Vedic religion. Lord Buddha directly denied the authority of the Vedas and he established his own religion. Only for this reason, the Buddhist religion was not accepted by the strict followers of the Vedas. But those who are so-called followers of the Vedas are more harmful than the Buddhists. The Buddhists have the courage to deny the Vedanta, the Vedas directly, but the so-called followers of the Vedas have no courage to deny the Vedas. But although indirectly, they disobey all the injunctions of the Vedas. Lord Chaitanya condemned this. The examples given by the lord of the conch and cow-dung are very much appropriate in this connection. If one argues that since cow-dung is pure, the stool of a learned brahmana is still more pure, his argument will not be accepted. Cow-dung is accepted and the stool of a highly posted brahmana is rejected. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The Lord continued, The Vedic injunctions are self-authorized, and if some mundane creature adjusts the interpretations of the Vedas, he defies their authority. It is foolish to think of oneself as more intelligent than Srila Vyasadeva. He has already expressed himself In his sutras, and there is no need of help from personalities of lesser importance. His work, the Vedanta Sutra, is as dazzling as the midday sun. And when someone tries to give his own interpretations on the self effulgent, sun like Vedanta Sutra, his attempts to cover the sun with the cloud, he attempts to cover this this sun with the cloud of his imagination. The Vedas and Puranas are one and the same in purpose. They ascertain the Absolute Truth, which is greater than anything else. The Absolute Truth is ultimately realized as the Absolute Personality of Godhead with Absolute Controlling Power. As such, the Absolute Personality of Godhead must be completely full of opulence, strength, fame, beauty knowledge and renunciation. Yet the transcendental personality of Godhead is astonishingly ascertained as impersonal. The impersonal description of the absolute truth in the Vedas is given to nullify the mundane conception of the absolute truth. Personal features, personal features of the Lord, are completely different from all kinds of mundane features. The living entities are all individual persons and they are all parts and parcels of the supreme whole. If the parts and parcels are individual persons, the source of their emanation must not be impersonal. He is the supreme person amongst all the relative persons. The Vedas inform us that from Him, Brahman, everything emanates and on Him everything rests. And after annihilation, everything merges in Him only. Therefore, He is the ultimate dative, causative and accommodating cause of all causes. And these causes cannot be attributed to an impersonal, Object. The Vedas inform us that He alone became many and when He so desires He glances over material nature Before He glanced over material nature there was no material cosmic creation Therefore His glance is not material Material mind or senses were unborn when the Lord glanced over material nature. Thus, evidence in the Vedas proves that beyond a doubt, the Lord has transcendental eyes and a transcendental mind. They are not material. His impersonality, therefore, is a negation of his materiality, but not a denial of his transcendental personality. Brahman ultimately refers to the personality of Godhead. Brahman ultimately refers to the personality of Godhead. Impersonal Brahman realization is just just the negative conception of the mundane creations. Paramatma is the localized aspect of Brahman within all kinds of material bodies. Paramatma is the localized aspect Aspect of Brahman within all kinds of material bodies. Ultimately, the supreme Brahman realization is the realization of the personality of Godhead. Lord Sri Krishna is that supreme personality of Godhead according to all evidence of the revealed scriptures. He is the ultimate source of Vishnu tattvas. The Puranas are also supplementary to the Vedas the Vedic mantras are too difficult for an ordinary man women, shudras and the so-called twice-born higher castes are unable to penetrate into the sense of the Vedas and thus the Mahabharata as well as the Puranas are made easy to explain (coughs) and thus the Mahabharata as well as the Puranas are made easy to explain the truths of the Vedas. In his prayers before the boy, Sri Krishna, Brahma said that there is no limit to the fortune of the residents of Brajabhumi, headed by Sri Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mayi, because the eternal absolute truth has become their intimate relative. This is all Lord Caitanya speaking. By the way, this is Lord Chaitanya speaking to the Bhattacharya, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. The Vedic mantra maintains that the Absolute Truth has no legs and no hands, and yet he goes faster than all and accepts everything that is offered to him in devotion. The latter, the latter statements definitely suggest the personal features. the Lord, although His hands and legs are distinguished from mundane hands and legs or other senses. Brahman, therefore, is never impersonal. But when such mantras are indirectly interpreted, it is wrongly thought that the Absolute Truth is impersonal. The Absolute Truth, Personality of Godhead, is full of all opulences and therefore he has a transcendental form, a full of exi- a form of full existence, knowledge and bliss. How then can one establish that the absolute truth is impersonal? Brahman, being full of opulences, is understood to have manifold energies, and all these energies are classified under three headings under the authority of Vishnu Purana which says that the transcendental energies of Lord Vishnu are primarily three. His spiritual energy and the energy of the living entities are classified as superior energy whereas the material energy is an inferior one which is sprouted out of ignorance. The energy of the living entities is technically called Chetragya, energy This chetragya shakti although equal in quali- quality with the Lord becomes overpowered by material energy out of ignorance and thus suffers all sorts of material miseries In other words the living entities are located in the marginal energy between the superior spiritual and inferior material energies and in proportion to the living entities and in proportion to the living beings' contact with either the material or spiritual energies, the living entity is situated in proportionately higher and lower levels of existence. The Lord is beyond the inferior and marginal energies, as above mentioned, and His spiritual energy is manifested in three different phases as eternal existence eternal bliss and eternal knowledge as far as eternal existence is concerned it is conducted by the Sandini potency similarly bliss and knowledge are conducted by the Ladini and Samvid potencies respectively as the supreme energetic lord he is the supreme controller of the spiritual marginal and material energies. And all these different types of energies are connected with the Lord in eternal devotional service. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is thus enjoying in His transcendental eternal form. Is it not astounding that one dares to call the Supreme Lord non-energetic? The Lord is the controller of all energies and the living entities are parts and parcels of one of the energies. Therefore, there is a gulf of difference between the Lord and the living entities. How then can one say that the Lord and the living entities are one and the same? In the Bhagavad Gita also, the living entities are described as belonging to the superior energy of the Lord, according to the principles of intimate correlation between the energy and the energetic, both of them are non-different also. Therefore the Lord and the living entities are non-different as the energy and the energetic. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence and ego are all inferior energies of the Lord, but the living entities are different from all as superior energy. This is the version of Bhagavad Gita. The transcendental form of your Lord is eternal, eternally existent, and full of transcendental bliss. How then can such a form be a product of the material mode of goodness? Anyone, therefore, who does not believe in the form of your Lord? is certainly a faithless demon and as such is untouchable a not-to-be-seen persona non grata fit to be punished by the Plutonic king. The Buddhists are called atheists because they have no respect for the Vedas. But those who defy the Vedic conclusions as above mentioned under the pretense of being followers of the Vedas are verily more dangerous than the Buddhists. Sri Vyasadeva very kindly compiled the Vedic knowledge in his Vedanta Sutra. But if one hears the commentation of the Mayavad school as represented by the Shankara Sampradaya, certainly he will be misled on the path of spiritual realization. The Theory of Emanations is the beginning subject of the Vedānta-sūtra. All the cosmic manifestations are emanations from the Absolute Personality of Godhead by His inconceivable different energies. The example of the touchstone is applicable to the Theory of Emanation. The touchstone can convert an unlimited quantity of iron into gold and still the touchstone remains as it is. Similarly, the Supreme Lord can produce all manifested worlds by His inconceivable energies, and yet He is full and unchanged. He is Purna, complete, and although an unlimited number of Purnas emanate from Him, He is still Purna. The theory of illusion of the Mayavad school is advocated on the ground that the theory of emanation will cause a transformation of the Absolute Truth. If that is the case, Vyāsadeva is wrong. To avoid this, they have skillfully brought in the theory of illusion. But the world of the cosmic creation is not false, as maintained by the Mayavad school. It It simply has no permanent existence. A non-permanent thing cannot be called false altogether, but the conception that the material body is the self is certainly wrong. Pranava, om, or the omkara in the Vedas is the primeval hymn. This transcendental sound is identical with the form of the Lord. All the Vedic hymns are based on this pranava omkara, Tat Asi, is but a side word, in the Vedic literatures, and therefore this word cannot be the primal hymn of the Vedas. Sri Shankaracharya has given more stress on the side word, Tat tvam Asi, than the primeval, than on the primeval, principle, Omkara. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar. Tatthomasi means Thou art that. And the Mayavadis use that to indicate that the soul is God. And they they accept it as as the Mahabhakya primeval uh, principle rather than Omkara. The Lord thus spoke on the Vedanta Sutra and defined all the propaganda of the Mayavad school. The tried to defend himself and his Mayavad school by jugglery of logic and grammar, but the Lord was able to defeat him by his forceful arguments. He affirmed that we are all related with the Personality of Godhead eternally and that devotional service is our eternal function in exchanging in the dealings of our relations. The result of such exchanges is to attain prema, or love of Godhead. When love of Godhead is is attained, love for all other beings automatically follows because the Lord is the sum total of all living beings. The Lord said that but for these three items, namely eternal relation with God, exchange of dealings with Him and the attainment of love for Him, all that is instructed in the Vedas is superfluous and that any other explanation of the Vedas is concocted. The Lord further added that the Mayavad philosophy taught by Sripad Shankaracharya is an imaginary explanation of the Vedas but it had to be taught by him, Chankracharya, because he was ordered to teach it by the Personality of Godhead. In the Padma Purana, it is stated that the Personality of Godhead ordered His Lordship, Shiva, to deviate the human race from Him, the Personality of Godhead. The Personality of Godhead was to be so covered that people would be encouraged to generate more and more population His Lordship Shiva said to Devi in the Kali Yuga I shall preach the Amayavad philosophy which is nothing but clouded Buddhism in the garb of a Brahmana Hare Krishna so we'll come into a stopping part stopping point how important uh, are the teachings of Lord Chaitanya in relationship to the Bhagavatam. Therefore, Śrīla Prabhupada so intelligently and systematically introduces uh, Lord Chaitanya's teaching in the introduction to his Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam translation and commentation. All right. We'll stop here. We'll mark our place so that we can come tomorrow. and ask all of the assembled sages to apply their intelligence to what they've heard and reflect upon them or have further discussions. Hare Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai.
1: This is from Rati Manjari.
0: Haribo, Rati.
1: Jayaguru Maharaj. May the BBT audiobooks soon flood the land.
0: Yes, may it be so. So be it.
1: From Gopakanya Devi Dasi.
0: Uh-huh. Gopakanya Devi Haribo.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees of daily readings of Sri Prabhupada's books, all glories to Sri Prabhupada.
0: Such a loyal hearer. Every day, huh? Hare Krishna.
1: Another blessed moment. Jai Ho, Maharaj. Jai Ho. And from Rupa.
0: Hare Bab Rupa. Hope you're feeling better.
1: He says, Jai Maharaj, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Really enjoying this introduction. It's really smart of Sri the Prabhupada to use Lord Chaitanya's life to explain the philosophy that Krishna is a person right at the very beginning before getting to the actual verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam.
0: Absolutely, thank you. Genius. Yes, complete, pure genius. One time my dear friend Tejas who was traveling with Śrīla Prabhupāda in India and was very close to him because he was very intelligent and he was helping Prabhupāda in so many ways he had this habit of coming in to Prabhupāda's room this is the beginning in India so he was very accessible and uh, Prabhupāda would, would you know, greet him and they would say so have some words and then the day would go on so this went on for a long time and then one day Tejas came in he sat down and Prabhupada didn't look up from what he was doing and so Tejas thought something's happening here so I'm going to just stay here and see what, what's going to happen next mm-hmm. so he did and eventually Prabhupada looked up and he, Tejas was sitting there but Prabhupada looked kind of off into the distance and he said I could not have read ri- I could have not I could not have written these books. Krishna has written these books. <laughs> and notice, notice that Srila Prabhupada's were words were, were edited to make them into uh, English that, that was more easily accessible to the modern western mind so he took all of that into consideration still the books were written by Krishna Hare
1: Krishna Rati she says dear Guru Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances is this introduction on Lord Chaitanya's life similar to or based on Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's book Lord Chaitanya's Life and Precepts, which he sent to McGill University, among other places?
0: No, it's based on Srila on Prabhupada's teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Which is his su- summary study of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hare Krishna.
1: She says, okay, I did not know that. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Sweet. And from Yadutama?
0: Haribo Yadutama.
1: He says, Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Prabhupada. I really like how Prabhupada writes, quote, His impersonality, therefore, is a negation of his material materiality, but not a denial of his transcendental personality. Yes. Unquote. As we were reading, I started thinking about Prabhupada's pranam mantra, and how what is here is yes. just a very deep extrapolation of how Prabhupada is defeating the voidism and impersonalism of the West.
0: Yes, of the world, not just the West, of the whole world. It's particularly prominent in India. In India it's even more dangerous because the people know the philosophy. In the West it's also you know, entered the Mayavad philosophy, the impersonal philosophy, but it is without the uh, philosophical basis and background. So, yes, exactly.
1: He also had a question. Yes, please. He says, do you know anything about how Prabhupada's pranam mantra came to be?
0: He wrote it himself. The devotees asked him if if he couldn't, if if they couldn't have a second mantra mantra, because they could see that his predecessors had you know, other verses that describe his mission and Prabhupada knew that his followers were not capable of writing it in Sanskrit so he wrote it himself Hare Krishna
1: He says Jai Jai Ho And from Anandamurti Devi Dasi.
0: Yes, Anandamurti.
1: Jai Gurudev, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai,
0: all glories to Prabhupada.
1: Thank you so much for today's reading. Yesterday, during lunch break, I met two 15-year-old students as soon as I started distributing. They were so eager to hear about Bhagavad Gita and Krishna. Mm. I talked with them for 30 minutes and they very much appreciated receiving the Gita
0: how wonderful is that I get the sense that you're going to have a huge Yatra there pretty soon in Osaka Hare Krishna
1: and from Andra's Edge
0: Andra's Edge
1: he says thank you Hare Krishna
0: Hare Krishna Yes, Lord Chaitanya's philosophy uh, is all-powerful and uh, intricate, but at the same time, simple. Deep, the ocean. It would behoove us to uh, try our best, strenuous, st- as Prabhupada says, strenuously, to understand and to apply the principles that are taught in the Bhagavad Gita, which we just finished hearing. Uh, so that we, so that our ability to understand and maintain, or to uh, keep the philosophy to remember continuously the philosophy and and act accordingly we'll be able to change people around us Hare Krishna so we should always remember that hearing and explaining is more important than reading because that's how you realize the philosophy that's how you get the taste Therefore this month where we do the Prabhupada Marathon and so many devotees are going out and working so hard to distribute these books to others uh, they get so many realizations by doing that. Our own Abhaya is going out every day and uh, he's effulgent when he comes back. And that's old codgers with money, and myself we're here doing what we need to do to prepare ourselves for our next audiobook, Prabhupada's next audiobook Adi Krishna
1: From Rati Manjari
0: Yes, Rati She
1: says, Dear Guru Maharaj, tomorrow I am going out on book distribution again to Rotterdam Oh, a wonderful l- A large Dutch city Some new devotees, members of the congregation will come along It will be their first day ever on book distribution.
0: Absolutely fantastic.
1: Please bless them and bless us that we will have a good experience and meet many nice people who will welcome Sri the Prabhupada's books into their lives, minds, and hearts.
0: Yes, my observation from what I've heard from talking devotees that are going out during this Prabhupada marathon are that people are more receptive now. After this chaos of the pandemic, which has been going on now for two years, uh, people are really tired of it. It's like it's almost as if it's Krishna's arrangement to uh, increase the field, the, the 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 fertility of the field for spreading Christian consciousness. And then I can't help also, but th- this is just my speculation. But you know, Prabhupada came and. 1965, you know, that's long enough ago that people who somehow or other came in contact with the Holy Name since then, or got a book, or took some or whatever, have taken their birth again by that mercy and are more receptive now. And, and that will go on generation after generation and we can't even imagine what it's going to be like you know a thousand years from now or two thousand years from now we can't even imagine what it's going to be like but we should be sure about this that the Krishna conscious movement is spreading despite all the you know infighting that goes on in the world and all the you know artificial uh, differences of opinion that are put forward for for personal reasons or other reasons and we should stay fixed in trying to please Śrīla Prabhupāda our founder Acharya and there's no way to please him more or better than to distribute his, this knowledge, to distribute his books somehow or other Prabhupāda would say strain your brain how to, how to distribute these books And what we are doing in this daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books is we're hearing uh, the text uh, without filter, without a filter of looking for faults or looking if it's different than a previous version or whatever. And those filtered, that filtered hearing is watering down philosophy and disenabling uh, us to hear it properly and even new people are beginning to doubt and, and question these books but when you hear them these are the latest polished uh, books that Prabhupada asked to to be done uh, Jai Dwaita Maharaj and, and Dravid have done it so nicely and uh, therefore when we hear them without the filter of doubt we hear Prabhupada loud and clear Hare Krishna
1: Another comment from Anandamurti
0: Yes Anandamurti
1: She says they become very happy to know Krishna is always in our heart one of them said these students one of them said We are very lucky to receive this book. I will read this book more so that I could also tell about this book to friends and others like you.
0: Yes. Anandamurti, you are blessed to have this taste. And I've noticed this about you for years and years. You were naturally a preacher, naturally. So please continue this and everything. Krishna will give you everything your life is successful Hare Krishna
1: Nathya Manjari writes the pandemic miseries acting like a fertilizer
0: yes exactly All right, Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, Kī Jai. The teachings of Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu and pastimes of Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, Kī Jai. Bhakta Vrinda Kī Jai. Gaur-premanandi, Hari-hari-bho. See it tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The ongoing nectar flowing from the activities and teachings of Śrī Chaitanya. Mahaprabhu in preparation, preparing us, preparing our hearts to hear the Shrimad Bhagavatam, the sumam bonum of Vyāsadeva's teaching. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow.